This is Peak Humans episode number 157. The Peak Humans podcast is the show dedicated to helping you unlock your full potential and reach the heights of human excellence. I'm your host, Naeem Mahmood, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey of exploration and transformation. Here at the Peak Humans podcast, we uncover the secrets of peak performance and high performance habits. We're on a mission to bring you world-class insights, tools, and strategies that will empower you to elevate your life, your work, and everything in between. Today's show is proudly sponsored by AG1. A common thread among high performers is their dedication to maintaining peak physical condition, which begins with optimizing their overall well-being. Many of these high performers incorporate AG1 into their daily routines, and I'm an enthusiastic advocate of this practice. Each daily serving of AG1 equips me for success by providing 75 high-quality ingredients that supply essential daily nutrients while boosting energy, enhancing focus, increasing strength, and promoting mental clarity. It's a small daily habit that yields significant advantages benefiting virtually everyone in their pursuit of good health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Tap my link down below or go to drinkag1.com forward slash Naeem. That's drinkag1.com forward slash Naeem. Today's show is about an article that I've read many times in my career as an entrepreneur. It is by a gentleman named Kevin Kelly, who is a pioneer in the technology industry. He was also, or is, I don't know if he's still running it, but he was the founder of Wired Magazine, which is another big technology magazine. And Kevin wrote this article called 1000 True Fans. And this is the revisited version So I'm going to be reading this verbatim from the article for you so you don't have to go read it. You could read this in your car while listen to this in your car, listen to this while you're working out. I know I'm going to listen to it because I want to hear it again, get it in my mindset and my my body and my bones deeper because repetition is the mother of skill. So I'm going to start off with a quote that Kevin Kelly uh, wrote. And then I'm going to go straight into reading the article. I first published this idea in 2008 when it was embryonic and ragged. And now, eight years later, my original essay needs an update by someone other than me. Here, I'll simply restate the core ideas which I believe will be useful to anyone making things or making things happen. Kevin Kelly. To be a successful creator, you don't need millions. You don't need millions of dollars or millions of customers, clients, or fans. To make a living as a craftsperson, photographer, musician, designer, author, animator, app maker, entrepreneur, or inventor, you need only 1,000 true fans. A true fan is defined as a fan who will buy anything you produce. These diehard fans will drive 200 miles to see you sing, They will buy the hardback and paperback and audio versions of your book. They will purchase your next figurine, sight unseen. 
They will pay for the best of DVD version of your free YouTube channel. They will come to your chef's table once a month. They will buy the super deluxe reissued high-res box set of your stuff, even though they have the low-res version. They have a Google alert set for your name. They bookmark the eBay page where your out-of-print editions show up. They come to your openings. They have you sign their copies. They buy the t-shirt and the mug and the hat. They can't wait till you issue your next work. They are true fans. If you have roughly a thousand fans like this, also known as super fans, you can make a living. If you're content to making a living, but not a fortune. Here's how the math works. You need to meet two criteria. First, you have to create enough each year that you can earn on average $100 profit from each true fan. That is easier to do in some arts and businesses than others, but it is a good creative challenge in every area because it is always easier and better to give your existing customers more than it is to find new fans. Second, you must have a direct relationship with your fans. That is, they must pay you directly. You get to keep all of their support, unlike the small percentage of their fees you might get from a music label, publisher, studio, retailer, or other intermediate. If you keep the full $100 from each true fan, then you need only 1,000 of them to earn $100,000 per year. That's a living for most folks. 1,000 customers is a whole lot more feasible to aim for than a million fans. Millions of paying fans is just not a realistic goal to shoot for, especially when you're starting out. But 1,000 fans is doable. You might even be able to remember 1,000 names. If you added one new true fan per day, it'd take a few years to gain 1,000. True fanship is doable. Pleasing a true fan is pleasurable and invigorating. It rewards the artist to remain true, to focus on the unique aspects of their work, the qualities that true fans appreciate. The number 1,000 is not absolute. Its significance is in its rough order of magnitude three orders less than a million. The actual number has to be adjusted for each person. If you're able to only earn $50 per year per true fan, then you need 2,000. Likewise, if you can sell $200 per year, you need only 500 true fans. Or you may need only 75,000 per year to live on, so you adjust downward. Or if you are a duet or have a partner, then you need to multiply it by two to get 2,000 fans, etc. Another way to calculate the support of a true fan is to aim to get one day of their wages per year. Can you excite or please them sufficiently to earn what they make from one day's labor? That's a high bar, but not impossible for a thousand people worldwide. And of course, not every fan will will be super. While the support of a thousand true fans may be sufficient for a living, for every single true fan, you might have two or three regular fans. Think of concentric circles with true fans at the center and a wider circle of regular fans around them. These regular fans may buy your creations occasionally or may have bought only once, but their ordinary purchases expand your total income. Perhaps they bring in an additional 50%. Still, you want to focus on the super fans because the enthusiasm of true fans can increase the patronage of regular fans. True fans are not only the direct source of your income, but also your chief marketing force for the ordinary fans. Fans, customers, patrons 
have been around forever. What's new here? A couple of things. While direct relationships with customers was the default mode in old times, the benefits of modern retailing meant that most creators in the last century did not have direct contact with consumers. Often, even the publishers, studios, labels, and manufacturers did not have such critical information as the names of their customers. For instance, despite being in business for hundreds of, year, uh, hundreds of years, no New York book publisher knew the names of their core and dedicated reader, readers. For previous creators, these intermediaries, and there was often more than one, meant you need much larger audiences to have a success. With the advent of ubiquitous peer-to-peer communication and payment systems, also known as the web today, everyone has access to excellent tools that allow anyone to sell directly to anyone else in the world. So a creator in Bend, Oregon, can sell and deliver a song to someone in Kathmandu, Nepal, as easily as a New York record label, maybe even more easily. This new technology permits creators to maintain relationships so that the customer can become a fan, and so the creator keeps the total amount of payment, which reduces the number of fans needed. This new ability for the creator to retain the full price is revolutionary, but a second technological innovation amplifies that power further. A fundamental virtue of a peer-to-peer network like the web is that the most obscure node is only one quick click away from the most popular node. In other words, the most obscure underselling book, song, or idea is only one click away from the best-selling book, song, or idea. Early in the rise of the web, the large aggregators of content and products, such as eBay, Amazon, Netflix, etc., noticed that the total sales of all the lowest-selling obscure items would equal, or in some cases, exceed the sales of the few best-selling items. Chris Anderson, my successor at Wired, named this effect the long tail. For the visually graphed shape of the sales distribution curve, a low, nearly interminable line of items selling only a few copies per year that form a long tail for the abrupt vertical beast of a few bestsellers. But the area of the tail was as big as the head. With that insight, the aggregators had great incentive to encourage audiences to click on the obscure items. They invented recommendation engines and other algorithms to channel attention to the rare creations in the long tail. Even web web search companies like Google, Bing, and Baidu found it in their interest to reward searchers with the obscure because they could sell ads in the long tail as well. The result was that the most obscure became less obscure. If you live in any of the 2 million small towns on earth, you might be the only one in your town to crave death metal music or get turned on by whispering or want a left-handed fishing reel. Before the web, you never have a way to satisfy that desire. You'd be alone in your fascination, but now satisfaction is only one click away. Whatever your interests as a creator are, your 1,000 true fans are one click from you. As far as it can tell, there is nothing No product, no idea, no desire without a fan base on the internet. Everything made or thought of can interest at least one person in a million. It's a low bar. Yet, if even only one out of a million people were interested, that's potentially 7,000 people on the planet. That means that any one in a million appeal can find 1,000 true fans. The trick is to practically find those fans or, more accurately, 
have them find you. One of the many new innovations serving the true fan creator is crowdfunding. Having your fans finance your next product is genius. Win-win all around. There are about 2,000 different crowdfunding platforms worldwide, many of them specializing in specific fields, raising money for science experiments, bands, or documentaries. Each has its own requirements and a different funding model, in addition to specialized interests. Some platforms require all or nothing funding goals. Others permit partial funding. Some raise money for completed projects. Some, like Patreon, fund ongoing projects. Patreon supporters might fund a monthly magazine or a video series or an artist's salary. The most famous and largest crowdfunder is Kickstarter, which has raised $2.5 billion for more than 100,000 projects. The average number of supporters for a successful Kickstarter project is 241 funders, far less than 1,000. That means if you have 1,000 true fans, you can do a crowdfunding campaign because, by definition, a true fan will become a Kickstarter funder, although the success of your campaign is dependent on what you ask of your fans. The truth is that cultivating 1,000 true fans is time-consuming, sometimes nerve-wracking, and not for everyone. Done well, and why not do it well? It can become f- another full-time job. At best, it will be will it will be a consuming and challenging part-time task that requires ongoing skills. There are many creators who don't want to deal with fans and honestly should not. They should just paint or sew or make music or hire someone else to deal with their super fans. If that's you and you add someone to deal with fans, a helper will skew your formula, increasing the number of fans you need. But that might be the best mix. If you go that far, then why not subcontract out dealing with fans to the middle people, the labels and studios and publishers and retailers? If they work for you, fine. But remember, in most cases, they would be even worse at this than you would. The mathematics of a thousand true fans is not a binary choice. You don't have to go this route to the exclusion of another. Many creators, including me, will use direct relations with superfans in addition to mainstream intermediaries. I've been published by several big-time New York publishers. I have self-published and I have used Kickstarter to publish my true fans. Publish to my true fans. I chose each format depending on the content and my aim. But in every case, cultivating my true fans enriches the route I choose. The takeaway, 1,000 true fans is an alternative path to success other than stardom. Instead of trying to reach the narrow and unlikely peaks of platinum bestseller hits, blockbusters, and celebrity status, you can aim for direct connection with 1,000 true fans. On your way, no matter how many fans you actually succeed in gaining, you'll be surrounded not by faddish infatuation, but by genuine and true appreciation. It's a much saner destiny to hope for, and you are much more likely to actually arrive there. So that is the article by Kevin Kelly, 1,000 True Fans. I hope you received value out of it. For me, it's just a great reminder to focus on adding massive value and going deep instead of going wide. Most people try to scale and make these surface level connections. But if you really do learn to connect with people, connect with their hearts, really care about them, touch their souls, make a difference in their lives, you will have a true fan. 
So whatever it, whatever it is you're doing, each individual matters massively. So focus on each individual client that you meet and enjoy the process of building out your 1,000 true fan base. So we're grateful that you tune into the show today. If you've gained some value from this episode, please pass it on and take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your support is crucial in helping us grow and connect with more individuals on the same journey as you. Don't miss out on our exclusive content. Subscribe to the newsletter down below in the show notes for cutting-edge insights, proven tools, and strategies tailored for peak performance. Again, secure your free access with a simple click on the link below. And lastly, it's been a pleasure to have you with us at the Peak Humans podcast. Let this be a reminder that no summit is too distant if you persistently climb. Draw upon your untapped potential aim for the highest of your dreams and stride confidently towards your magnificence. Until our paths cross again, continue your ascent, peak humans. Stay empowered, remain resolute, and may each step you take lift you to greater heights.